1: Hey, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. This is KJ. This is Taylor. This is Jessica. And today we are talking about avoidant
2: attachment. So our avoidant attachment, the last in our series, if you'll remember, secure is I'm okay, you're okay. Anxious is you're okay, I'm not okay. And avoidant is I'm okay, you're not okay. So think about that for a second. So I'm doing just fine. You're the problem. And so I'm going to keep you at arm's length from me as much as I can. I'll let you in just enough to keep this relationship going. But as soon as we get close to anything vulnerable or scary or stressful for me, I'm going to push you away and I can handle the world on my own. I can meet my needs on my own. I do not need another person to meet my needs. This is glorified in the media. The more independent you are, the more you don't take nothing from nobody, the better off you're doing, right? And so we really have, as a society, shown reliance on others as weakness. And we're starting to unlearn that and realize that we do need to connect with others and to support others and allow them to support us. But this avoidant attachment is kind of that the remnants of the belief of you should be able to do everything yourself. And if you can't, then you're weak. And so for avoidance, they need to unlearn that it's me against the world and allow themselves to be helped and supported by the world, particularly their partners.
1: Yeah. These are those people that send you a lot of mixed signals. They're the come closer, but stay far, far away people.
2: I heard a great example of this in the dating world that I will borrow. And that was if if you are texting with someone who is avoidant, they might say like, hey, can we get together again? And you might just say, sure. And that's all you get. And so on the other side, you're like, okay, well, I thought you were going to suggest something or something. Do you really want to get together? I'm not really sure. When do you want to do this? This is confusing. And that avoidant person is like, okay, that feels very safe for me. I told them that I want to see them again, but also I don't have to give them any more information than I wanted to. And so it really becomes this thing of, okay, I'm going to keep you right where I want you, which is just far enough away so that I feel safe. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with the anxious these people can be mean, just as every human can be mean. But generally, this is just coming from a very genuine place of they had a trauma earlier in their lives where they learned they couldn't rely on people, and so they learned to rely on themselves and to keep everything inside and to fix things for themselves. And so it's not a, I hate everyone and I'm a terrible person, and so I'm just going to be mean to you. And that's why I said this. It's really saying, I want to rely on myself because that's who I can trust and that's who I learned that I could trust. And so it's, again, with everything, it's okay to have this attachment style. It's very genuine. It grew out of your past experiences, but we want to move towards a place where you can learn to rely on other people. So when you get that text message that says, sure, let's hang out, and you're like, oh, this is very frustrating, give them some time and space and hopefully they can come around and learn to be in a more secure relationship.
1: And I think what's really interesting about these insecure attachment styles is that people will uh, seek out relationships with other people to kind of solidify their own narrative. So a lot of times avoidance and updating anxiously attached people because then it continues that narrative of, oh, people are really needy and relationships are really hard. I'm just better off being independent. And you find a lot of that with avoidant people is that, you know, they're maybe drawn initially to these anxious people that give them a lot of attention, make them feel really good. And so avoidance will oftentimes really emphasize boundaries in relationships To kind of create that distance, it's almost like a mishandling of healthy boundaries. And these are kind of the perfection seekers. So if you've ever had a conversation with a friend about their dating life, and they're kind of talking about all these people that they've been going on dates with, and they seem to be really nitpicky about these people, and they never give people a second chance, chances are they may have some avoidance going on. Because a lot of times if you're securely attached, you'll go on a date and you're like, oh, that was, that was fine. That was fun. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to ask them on a second date. But avoidance are the people that go home from a date and they totally deconstruct the date and they find like the smallest thing wrong with that person. Like, oh,
2: like they're they from. Said, supposedly.
1: Yeah. Oh, I cannot Not handle with Chandler. that.
2: Chandler breaks up with a girl because she said supposedly Supposedly. like her nostrils weren't even another girl (laughs) I think you know and that it really is that they just find something because it's not because that thing is really wrong with the person it's because they're trying to escape a relationship before they're even in it Mm yeah always looking for the
1: back door exit all right so what can avoidance do if they're listening to this and they're like ah that is me What can they do to
2: work on healing some of this? I think as with all of our attachment styles, you have to learn to sit in the discomfort of having to rely on other people. And so when a big emotion comes up, you are going to first push your partner away because that's going to be your first instinct and it's what you're going to continue to do until you rewrite your script and shift your behavior, right? And so let's say you're feeling very stressed. You're feeling depressed. Um, Maybe your partner is getting a little bit too close for comfort. And so you push them away by maybe being mean or literally saying, I need some space this weekend. So let's say you say, okay, I need some space this weekend. A great way to start to heal that attachment style is to as with all of these dig deep and say why did i need space this weekend was that a healthy choice that is helping me or was that a way for me to get distance from something difficult right in a, in an unhealthy way and so you dig deep and you say okay yeah okay i did push them away i am alone right now am i avoiding what's going on by partying with my guys or Am I digging deep and really working on myself? If that's true, then great. Spend that time alone and continue with that. But if you're finding that you're just avoiding stuff, that's when you want to say, okay, I'm obviously not dealing with this. I'm pushing away my relationship. My relationship is important to me. I want to be connected. I'm just really afraid to. So sit in that discomfort and then reach out to your partner, right? And say, I'm so sorry that I asked for space. I really was feeling X, Y, and Z do you want to come back and we can work through this together? It's going to be really hard for me. Or maybe let's just be together. I'm not ready to talk about what's happening, but I'm I'm going to try not to push you away because of what's happening. And then slowly over time, you would get to that point where you can stay with them and share your emotions and feel okay while doing it. Mm-hmm. That does exist. So for everyone who is avoidant, It feels very scary to keep your partner close and to share what's really going on, but you will be able to do that as you move towards security. The first few times, the first lots of times that you do it, it's going to feel very scary and like there's a great risk of you getting hurt. But if you've chosen a good, kind partner, they will reassure you that attachment cycle will be met and you will start to repair your avoidant attachment and you'll calm down your system. And the next time it won't be so hard. And then eventually you will be in a secure place.
0: Yeah, and I like that step right there that you said. You said if you're not ready to like have that person come over and really verbally process that, there's a lot of power in occupying physical space with somebody. It can be very reassuring, very safe, and very secure. Just And so that can be a good step stepping stone to get to that place where you are verbally processing with your partner, just have them come over and
2: occupy that space with you. I think a lot of what avoidance need to do is just unlearn what society has told you. It is not strength to stand on your own. That's really a weakness. There are times that we need to stand on our own and it's because we're the only ones there right? That's a time we need to stand on our own. When we're at work and we're talking to our boss, we need to stand on our own. But when you're in a relationship, that is not a time that you need to pat yourself on the back for being like, yeah, I don't need this relationship. I could walk away at any moment. That's not treating other people as the important, strong supportive people they can be in your life. And so letting go of that belief that being independent is better than being reliant on other people, that being independent is better than being clingy Mm -hmm. an avoidant will definitely see an anxious attachment as weakness. And I, we actually had to be taught this in therapy over and over again by my director at my office. It was those kids who push everything down and present as perfect, but are not connecting meaningfully are just as dangerous as those kids who are anxious and who are having huge temper tantrums every day. They're Mm -hmm. a lot easier to handle and manage, but it is just as dangerous because neither of them are connecting in a healthy way. And I think avoidance think that they're above connecting and that's not true. And so that's really what needs to be reworked in your system is letting go of that belief that you're somehow above everyone because you kind of leave this trail of relationships in your wake. That's not a great thing to be proud of. And so Mm -hmm. you have to rewrite that. And if you're not proud of it, then that's wonderful. If you can say, oh my gosh, I've hurt a lot of people in my time by not being ready to connect. I want to work on that. That's a beautiful place to be in. And from that point on, there is going to be a lot more hurt that comes, but you can say, okay, but I'm working on it. And you can really forgive yourself and give yourself room to grow from that point on.
1: I think another way avoidance can work on healing is just really allowing yourself to sit in your emotions because avoidance don't necessarily just avoid relationships and people, they avoid the relationship with self and feeling their feelings. And so a big thing you can try is when you have an uncomfortable feeling, come just really allow yourself to sit in that even for like 10 seconds and work on identifying what it is and maybe why you're feeling that. Because if you're actively working on doing that every day, when you have conversations with your partner that feel uncomfortable, you're going to be able to sit in that space with them and feel that and connect over those emotions. And I think that can be really key to stop avoiding multiple things in your life in order to heal
2: your primary attachments with people in your life. And I think if you want some help and learning how to sit in those emotions. We have several episodes that will help you with that. Our episode three on emotional awareness, episode six and eight on vulnerability and shame would be really helpful. Um, Episode 15 on emotional labor in relationships and learning how maybe you're putting a lot of the labor on your partner and episode 57 on the power of the word and learning how to hold difficult emotions together. So, to summarize, in summation, in summarization, here's what is avoidance, right? So, avoidance is when we say something has happened to me and I no longer feel comfortable relying on other people. And so in this intimate relationship, I don't feel comfortable completely relying on you as my partner. So I'm going to keep you at arm's length and I'm going to be in charge of how much distance we have at any time. The problem with this relationship is that, yes, you do keep yourself protected from getting hurt, but in doing so, you end up hurting the partner that you are trying to connect with on your terms. And so you really have to put that aside and be willing to connect as equals and connect as partners that are willing to rely on one another. So the way that you can do this is by holding space with your partner, whether that's just remaining in the same physical space and then eventually holding emotional space with your partner. And then leaning into those difficult emotions and becoming more comfortable with that discomfort of having to rely on other people and letting go of that belief that being avoidant is really keeping you safe because it's not, it's doing the opposite. It's keeping you from having a close, intimate, meaningful connection with someone. So good luck. We have our next episode is on the anxious avoidant trap. So we have a lot more information on avoidance in a relationship. Because often, as KJ said, avoidance will get into a relationship with an anxious person and reaffirm their beliefs that like, oh, that person is the person who has problems, not me. And so the avoidant will really benefit from listening and kind of digging deep into their feelings of realizing, okay, why did I learn that I needed to be alone and how do I unlearn that? So tune in for that next week. And good luck becoming secure out there. We want to help you. So if you have any more questions or any other things that you need help with, go ahead and reach out. Our DMs are always open. You can email us. You can Facebook us. Feel free to tweet at us. If you are comfortable tweeting that to the whole world, you go right ahead. So we want to help.
0: We also have a shout out to one of our donors for the podcast today. We would like to thank Kyle. For donating money to the podcast so that we can keep making episodes like this. And now a little tune for Kyle. Kyle! Oh, Kyle! Thank you so much for donating your money and your time and your love to the podcast. To the podcast. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.
2: Bloopers. bears. Uh, So, KJ, you can start this one off.
1: Howdy. Welcome (laughs) to Thoughts on Thoughts.